What if you could make just one decision that would change everything for you in a most marvelous way? And what if this decision could be purchased without money? What if this decision would open your eyes to the fourth dimension, Ephesians 3.18, a dimension where you can live, thrive, and develop in a most magnificent way? Let's take it a little further. What if just one decision would have the power to keep you in a state of continual contentment and satisfy your mind's analytic demands? What if this decision, just one decision, would fill your heart with eternal purpose? What if this decision would fill your heart with the love of God, driving out all hatred and bitterness, even for your enemies? Finally, what if you could make just one decision that would make you perfect in the eyes of your Creator and deliver life and life more abundantly, even eternal life in a new heaven and a new earth? I assure you this decision will deliver on all points. Have you been born again, born a literal second time, this time of the Spirit of God? John 3, 3, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except that man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Do you think Jesus Christ would be an authority on how to become born again and to enter the kingdom of God? In just a few moments, I will offer you a simple prompt. If you follow me from your heart, Everything for you will begin anew. Today all your sin and shame shall be washed away by Christ's cleansing blood. Today all of Satan's bondages will be broken. Yes, the bigger the better. Today you will become a new creature. Follow me in this simple prompt, and you will make one simple decision that changes it all. Here it is. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions an immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said Deuteronomy twenty-three twelve through 14, Thou shalt have a place also without the camp, whither thou shalt go forth abroad. And thou shalt have a paddle upon thy weapon, and it shall be when thou wilt ease thyself abroad. Thou shalt dig therewith, and shalt turn back and cover that which cometh from thee. For the Lord thy God walketh in the midst of thy camp to deliver thee and to give up thine enemies before thee. Therefore shall thy camp be holy, that he see no unclean thing in thee and turn away from thee. God said, Proverbs 3.19, The Lord by wisdom hath founded the earth, by understanding hath he established the heavens. God said, Galatians 6, 7, and 8, Be not deceived. God is not mocked, for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. Man said, Who needs an old Bible when you can just follow the science? The people who cling to their guns, their religion, and their Bibles, they're a blight on an enlightened society. Oh, Excuse me, I'm late for an appointment with my psychologist. Oh, yeah, and after that I need to get warts and lesions treatment. Yeah, follow the science. Now the record. Welcome to God Said, Man Said, feature 1058, that will for the 1058th time certify the supernatural veracity of God's majority text Holy Bible. All of these faith-building features are archived here in text and streaming audio for your edification and his ammunition in the battle 
for the lost sons and daughters of Adam. Every Thursday Eve, God willing, they grow by one. Thank you for coming. May God's face shine upon you with light and truth. It's a cardinal law. It has never been circumvented. It is immutable. Empirical data from the global field study involving billions is in, and the world has discovered that the cardinal law cannot be abrogated. This law will demand and will have its payment. For those seriously looking for proof of God in this supernatural Bible, they need look no further. The cardinal law is God's law of sowing and reaping, as penned in Galatians 6, 7, and 8, Be not deceived, God is not mocked, for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, but he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. God's Word is an owner's manual, and it is the inerrant truth on whatever subject God decides to address. You and I will reap what we sow. If we revere God's holy book and lift it high above all that is, we will then take heed to its instructions and bear much eternal fruit. The law of blessing and cursing is bound up in the law of sowing and reaping. Consider that inherent within every commandment and precept of God is a blessing or a curse. Because the word of God is true and righteous altogether, obeying it yields the fruit of blessing, the uh, of doing the right thing. Because the word of God is true and righteous altogether, disobeying yields the deadly fruit, the curse of doing the wrong thing. It really is just that childlike simple. We all will reap what we sow. It is a cardinal law. Instructions and clear biblical examples are given to those who have an ear to hear, and they are of enormous value. Today's features addresses the water we drink and how disregard for God's instructions is turning up deadly consequences. Today, seven-plus billion pounds of human excrement will end up in the world's water treatment plants in its streets and open fields and dumped directly into the rivers and oceans. This feature will demonstrate the cardinal law of reaping what you sow. Several paragraphs from previous God Said, Man Said features will follow before we present the latest news. God Said, Man Said, Undeniable Proof, Every Jot and Every Tittle, Part 7. Deuteronomy 23, 12 through 14. Thou shalt have a place also without the camp, whither thou shalt go forth abroad, and thou shalt have a paddle upon thy weapon. And it shall be when thou wilt ease thyself abroad, thou shalt dig therewith, and shalt turn back and cover that which cometh from thee. For the Lord thy God walketh in the midst of thy camp to deliver thee, and to give up thine enemies before thee. Therefore shall thy camp be holy, that he see no unclean thing in thee, and turn away from thee. Thousands of years before man begins to understand an issue, surprisingly to many, God has already staked out his position, declaring wisdom that only the Creator could know. God said, bury, but man in his infinite wisdom said, flush it. Pollution microbiologist Joan B. Rose at the University of South Florida is clearing up the confusion over the source of fecal dung viruses tainting coastal waters and some shellfish. The article in Science News discussing her work is titled, Viruses, Just a Flush Away. 
It is said that 90% of the Florida waters tested showed a presence of fecal viruses, usually at low concentrations. The germs have been linked to gastroenteritis and also to flu-like symptoms, earaches, and heart disease. Imagine, human viruses flushed into the water and passed through the kitchen spigot. In June 2000, an article in U.S. News & World Report titled The Sickening Sewer Crisis said each year an estimated 400,000 American basements experience the backup of raw sewage and municipal sanitary sewers overflow 40,000 times, pumping potential deadly pathogens into our streets, waterways, and beaches. In just eight months, San Diego reported raw sewage spillage of 34 million gallons, and the small town of Fort Pierce, Florida, reported spillage of 8 million gallons. Guess what follows the sewage? Rats. Big, disease-laden rats. Dead zones are what they are being called. The world has 58 known dead zones, and 13 of them are off the coast of the United States. These dead zones are swaths of sea void of life, and they are expanding. The cause of dead zones is fertilizer and sewage runoff, which feeds the runaway growth of algae. As the huge quantities of algae plants die, they decompose, drawing the water's oxygen. Fish can escape the oxygen-starved waters, but creatures such as mussels, lobsters, clams, etc. cannot. They just die. Robert Diaz of the Virginia Institute of Marine Science predicts a doubling of dead zones in the next decade unless something is done. He claims that half of all American estuaries are oxygen-starved. 1990 fish testing in Lake Erie told an ugly tale. Penn State's Eric Obert, who heads the region's Sea Grant program, an arm of the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, examined 50 fish from the bay and found that 80% had skin tumors. Two years later, of 110 bullheads examined, 61% had skin cancer and 22% had liver tumors. Since then, the percent of affected fish has dropped significantly, and researchers are trying to establish why. There is a very strong suggestion that the good news is the product of the millions of dollars Erie has spent in its attempts to remedy a long history of industrial sewage and municipal sewer overflows that went directly into the lake. Imagine, in certain regions of the United States, tourists are directed not to drink the water. Today, big business is selling bottled drinking water. Sixty years ago in America, such a business would never have succeeded. End of quotes. God said, bury your waste. God said, man said, the truth remains true. Pigs, lots, wife, and flush it. The following statement is from an article in Science News titled, When Sewage is Recycled for Drinking. More than two dozen major utilities release so much wastewater affluent into drinking water supplies when natural waterways are low that the treated sewage makes up more than 50% of the water. Although most of this treated water meets federal standards, the report notes that regulators scout for less than the full spectrum of toxicants now present in that water. As a result, the report argues, recycling sewage for drinking water should be an option of last resort, and when it is selected, more stringent regulation should be applied, end of quote. Following excerpt is from Scientific American, January 2009. 
Four in ten people have no access to any latrine, toilet, bucket, or box. They defecate in narrow alleyways enforced by train tracks. The disease toll of this human excrement is astounding, killing more people worldwide than any other single cause. Modern sanitation, where it exists, has added 20 years to the average human lifespan. But population growth in the first world has taxed sanitation systems. 90% of the globe's sewage ends up untreated in oceans, rivers, and lakes, end of quote. So then, who's killing all the people? God said, man said. Feature, man said, flush it. While searching for a herbicide in Swiss lake water, the researchers became puzzled. They consistently found a foreign pollutant called clofibric acid, which is a popular cholesterol-lowering drug. In the January 1, 1998 issue of Environmental Science and Technology, the researchers say the drug is from human waste. In some cases, 50 to 90 percent of the drug a person is taking is actually flushed down the commode. In Berlin, clofibric acid actually showed up in tap water. In an article in Science News titled Drugged Waters, the following paragraph read, What do low concentrations of these drugs in water mean? Asked ectotoxicologist Bent Holling Sorensen of the Royal Danish School of Pharmacy in Copenhagen. Do they pose a health risk to people? Can they harm wildlife or substantially alter aquatic ecosystems? Do they foster the buildup of resistance to antibiotics? What will be the outcome? The simple answer is the jury is out, or is it? American male fish found in Lake Mead are producing an egg yolk protein, which is only produced by reproducing females. After careful investigation, the cause of this biological distortion was found. Human estrogen from an area storage plant was adversely affecting the fish, end of quotes. Here's the latest. Headline, October 5, 2019, theguardian.com. Biosolids mix human waste with toxic chemicals, then spread on crops. Excerpts follow. By some estimates, Americans send about 300 million pounds of feces daily from the nation's toilets to wastewater treatment plants. While the water is cleaned and discharged, the remaining toxic sewage sludge stays at the treatment plant, and it's what Sierra Club environmentalist Nancy Rain calls the most pollutant-rich man-made substance on Earth. This biosolid sludge is expensive to dispose of because it must be landfilled, but the waste management industry is increasingly using a money-making alternative, replacing the sludge as fertilizer and injecting it into the nation's food chain. Yeah, that sounds good, doesn't it? Now, the practice is behind a growing number of public health problems. Spreading pollutant-filled biosolids on farmland is making people sick, contaminated drinking water, and uh, filling crops, livestock, and humans with everything from pharmaceuticals to PFAS. In 2019, about 60% of sewage sludge produced by treatment facilities will be spread on farmland and gardens, as well as schoolyards and lawns. Sludge holds nitrogen, phosphorus, and other nutrients that helps crops grow. 
So the waste management industry lightly treats it and sells it cheaply to farmers who view it as a cost-saving product. But in fact, the excrement from which the sludge derives has mixed uh, with any number of 80,000 man-made chemicals that are discharged from industry's pipes or otherwise pumped into the sewer system. By the time the mix lands in treatment plants, it can teem with pharmaceuticals, hormones, pathogens, bacteria, viruses, protozoa, and parasitic worms, as well as heavy metals like lead, cadmium, arsenic, or mercury. It often includes PCBs, PFAS, dioxins, BPAs, and dozens of other harmful substances ranging from flame retardants to hospital waste. Spending millions of dollars to remove hazardous chemicals and biological waste from water, only to spread them on soil everywhere we live, work, and play, defies common sense, said David Lewis, a former Environmental Protection Agency scientist who opposed spreading sludge on cropland in the mid-1990s as the agency approved the use. Previously, treatment facilities burned sludge or dumped it in the ocean but the federal government barred the practices because doing so violated clean air rules or created marine dead zones. The EPA now insists spreading the same toxic substance on farmland is safe. A University of North Carolina study found 75% of people living near farms that spread biosolids experienced health issues like burning eyes, nausea, vomiting, boils and rashes, while others have contracted MRSA, a penicillin-resistant superbug. In South Carolina, sludge-containing high levels of carcinogenic PCBs was spread on cropland, and in Georgia, sludge killed cows. Biosolids are also thought to be partly responsible for toxic algae blooms in the Great Lakes of Florida, and biosolid treatment centers regularly pollute the air around them. Meanwhile, sewage sludge is behind a widening PFAS crisis that has contaminated farms in Maine, Michigan, Wisconsin, Alabama, and Florida. PFAS, or forever chemicals, are linked to a range of serious health problems like cancer, thyroid disorders, immune disorders, and low birth rate. The chemicals are a product used to make non-stick or water-resistant products and are found in everything from raincoats to dental floss to food packaging. Maine's testing of 44 fields sprayed with biosolids earlier this year consistently found alarming PAF, PF, excuse me, PFAS levels in the ground, in cows, and farmers' blood, which forced one dairy farm to shut down. They're finding kilograms of PFAS in sewage sludge when nanograms are harmful to humans. So you can't regulate it as a fertilizer, said Laura Orlando, a civil engineer who tracks problems with biosolids. Biosolids are also creating tension in some rural communities as farmers who use it pollute watersheds, contaminate neighbors' wells, or sicken neighbors. Don Dickerson, a farmer with land in Michigan and Ohio, found the, uh, told the Guardian that biosolid dust from an adjacent field had coated his home and crops in the substance. Paul Wolfarth, a resident of Riga Township, Michigan, said, sludge is contaminating his well and charged that biosolids from the state's cities were turning Riga Township into a waste dump. When you put heavy metals, PFAS, plastics, 
pharmaceuticals, and all that in the soil. Sooner or later, it gets toxic, and you can't wish that stuff away. You're ruining the topsoil forever, he said, end of quotes. Requiring the burial of human waste should also tend to create smaller metropolitan areas, which in turn would result in less concentration of crime, less spreading of physical contagions, and so much more. It is a cardinal law. The global field study is in, and the findings are not good at all. The findings? It's impossible to disobey, neglect, or in essence, mock God's word without dire consequences all the time. Let me underscore all the time. God's word is true and righteous altogether, a place to build a life that will last forever. God said Deuteronomy 23, verses 12 through 14, Thou shalt have a place also without the camp, whether thou shalt go forth abroad. And thou shalt have a paddle upon thy weapon, and it shall be when thou wilt ease thyself abroad. Thou shalt dig therewith, and shalt turn back and cover that which cometh from thee. For the Lord thy God walketh in the midst of thy camp to deliver thee, and to give up thine enemies before thee. Therefore shall thy camp be holy, that he see no unclean thing in thee, and turn away from thee. God said, Proverbs 3.19, The Lord by wisdom hath founded the earth, by understanding hath he established the heavens. God said, Galatians 6, 7, and 8, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, but he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. Man said, Who needs an old Bible when you can just follow the science? The people who cling to their guns, their religion, and their Bibles are a blight on an enlightened society. Oh, oh, excuse me. I'm late for an appointment with my psychologist. After that, I'm heading to get worse than lesions treatment. Yeah, follow the science. Now you have the record.